Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So what we're going to do this week, Ruth, instead of the... Are we in? We're in, we're starting, we're, we're away. Oh no, we're just doodling. Yeah, well, doodle away if you want, but uh, I've decided to, uh, to do something slightly different this week. Instead of uh, starting with a lame joke, which I've noticed I've been getting looks for. The At lame first, joke, you know, it was it, it was, was a, a novelty, little it was a novelty, yeah. but now it's just a bad joke every week. It's just a bad joke. It's not even your bad joke. No. Well, instead, we're going to start with a quiz. A quiz. Okay. Yes, I'm going to read you a lyric from a popular song, mm. and you have to tell me the song. Right. All right. Okay. Your house was very small. Oh, I already know it. You're joking. Yeah, Disco 2000. Oh, goodness sake. By with, Pulp. Yeah, with wood chip on the wall. I told you that was my... When I came oh, round to call, you didn't you won't know me this at yet, all. Because you've not had Spotify for a year. When it gets to New Year, it does a rundown of like what you most listened to band, what you most listened to song, what you most listened to album, most listened to genre was. And my most listened to song was Disco 2000. I, I never literally, knew I went that. through about a three-month phase where I genuinely listened to it on repeat every day. It suits every mood. (laughs) It's good for a dance. It's good for melancholy. It's good for everything. It's a great lyric. And and I was listening to it in the car. And I thought, I'll do that as a little quiz. Because I didn't know you. I didn't even know you were. Well, I knew you were familiar with the song. But I didn't know you'd uh, listen to it that much. I just thought, oh, that's a great lyric. Woodchip on the wall. I mean, who knows about woodchip? And when I came round to call, you didn't notice me at all. But do you know what woodchip is? Yeah, of course I know what woodchip is. Grandma's got woodchip. Everybody's grandma's got woodchip. But it's not something I expect a young person to know about. It's not as trendy anymore, is it? Actually, there's woodchip in this room. Well, no, sort of. That's uh, that's woodchip. You can hear our voices change because we're looking at the wall. That is woodchip. Yeah, Okay. It's what is it called when it's swirly? Grandma's got on a ceiling. Oh, I used to know that. We had that done. You know what I'm on about? It, it, I know exactly little, what you're on about. It's like little fans. Yeah, like yeah. No, I know exactly what you're on about. We we had it done in our before you were born in our old house, and I can't remember what it's called. I, do you know? What? I'm going to find out what it's called. No, here, yeah, I'll just Google it. I'll ju- just Google, Google it. Seventies. Artex. 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 That's 70s. That's very 70s. We have the kitchen Artex. But it must have got... No, 80s. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it must have got come back in until until the mid-1980s. The Artex curtain was made with white asbestos to strengthen strengthen it. Therefore, old Artex manufactured by Artex Limited will contain asbestos, while Artex curtains applied after 2000 may or may not contain asbestos. There's different colleges at York. And the one of the other colleges called Derwin, which is the one that people tend to take the mick out of the most. Just because I don't really know why, but one of the chances asbestos uh, Derwin has asbestos. 
Like, ah, nah, nah, nah. Mm. Well, years ago, you said... It doesn't that, anymore, I don't think. I don't no, think that... No, it won't, yeah. they won't. They're but not. it did for a while. Because mm. it's, it's all 60s. Yeah, life was so exciting in those buildings, days. You, yeah. never, you never knew. Never knew if you were going to die. Yeah. Although someone did see a rat in the accommodation that I'm in. A rat? Yeah, someone said the rat ran across They're their window. They're all over so. the place, rats. Yeah. yeah. Might have just been a... Like s- rats. They are exactly like that. So, you've now done two weeks at university. No, three. Three weeks at university. The first week was freshers week. I've done two weeks of yeah. actual... And it's quite lessons. intense. Tell me, tell me what it's you're doing. It's quite intense. Um, my course is... I, I'm sure it's not like this for everyone. A lot of courses don't have... They only have about four hours of actual lessons, then a lot of downtime to do reading and stuff. But mine is a lot of contact hours. I think I have about 12 contact hours a week which is quite a lot for a mm. degree and and that's all seminars apart from one i only have one lecture a week um what's the uh, difference between a seminar and a lecture so a lecture is in like a big hall where the professor just um, stands there with sides and you talk and uh, you take notes while he talks whereas a seminar is much more like a traditional classroom my spanish seminars there's only six of us in so we, we used to have uh, when i was at university all those years ago uh we used to be called tutorials yes that, some some thing? of the i think some of the i think they generally call them seminars but some of the people will still refer to them as tutorials or i think in some classes some subjects maybe they call them workshops mm. as well but they're generally called seminars where you if you're doing a traditional subject like politics or history or something it'll be you'd go to your lecture you do your reading then you go to your seminar and so your lecture informs the reading and then the reading informs the seminar mine's a lot different because it's languages so mine's just a lot of learning based stuff i do mm. a lot, a you're, lot of you're learning spanish from scratch yeah absolutely did we say this last week I no don't remember. We, didn't, we didn't say this last week. and we said how intense it was last week mm. but you're learning spanish from absolute scratch which amazed me because you've got what is it you've got one year so to get yeah it to so, A-level so you standard. can yeah because you do some people do post a level spanish so they've done it at gcse and done it at a level so they've been doing it for seven years and then they go and do the degree like how i'm doing for french but you can pick up spanish from absolutely nothing but um it means that next year i'll join up with the students who are doing the who have done the seven years and are doing their degree this year so i've basically got to cover up to a level and a whole year of degree in this one year so it is really intense you go like a rapid pace like doing loads and loads of stuff especially in the like grammar lessons and have you had classes in sexual consent? The reason I ask is because we it was in the papers the other day. Haven't had classes, but it is pushed a lot. When you went into your room, there was like posters put on the the like pin board. They're all taken down now because they were ugly, but <laughs> they were they were put up there. And one of them was like consent red. And then in the we had a big talk about like a few different things, but one whole section of it. It was about like how to settle in at uni or uni life or something like that. And one of the big sections was um, about consent and like it was very consent focused rather than it being like general sexual health. It was consent was like the buzzword or whatever. Mm. Watched a video, which we'd already seen at college actually, but it was and pretty much everyone had about making tea. And so the metaphor is you only get, you only get a tea for someone who's asked for tea Um you don't, even if you make someone a tea because you think it'd be nice for them, it, you, you shouldn't force them to drink the tea. They don't owe you anything if they've asked you for a tea and then they d- decide they don't want it. Don't give someone a tea if they're unconscious. Don't pass tea on someone if they've said they don't want it. Um, don't, even if someone had t- uh, had a drink of tea with you last week, it doesn't mean they want a drink of tea this week. 
Yeah, so that was the whole thing. So, but it does feel a bit. So you're not giving any. Nobody's trying to force cups. No of tea one. On no you. one's. No one's forcing tea on me. No. Yeah. Um, and then one of the is that what the boys see as well? Because I think they laugh their head off thinking, "Oh, well, that means it's okay." So as long as we don't give them a cup of tea, mm. we can take them back to our room and the sexy assault as much as we no, want. No, I think. What, but I think you kind of do make an interesting point because. As we were walking out of it and I was chatting with all my flat and everything, we were saying they're trying to do this thing where they normalise it, destigmatize it, but actually what they're doing is kind of in a way stigmatising it on another level. Because if they just said, Don't force someone to have sex with you, don't force someone to have sex with you if they're too drunk, don't like I think that would be a lot more clear and a lot more serious. And that would destigmatize it to use the actual words, you know, where we're all over 18, some people who are 21 years old, you know, starting the course, and we don't need to be spoken to like we're 16. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think it well, would almost... they're treading on eggshells, aren't they? Because yeah, exactly, but it... they don't... What they should... They shouldn't be treading on eggshells. They should just be saying it's wrong, and I don't need... You shouldn't need a metaphor to explain it to you. Yeah. Uh, mm. And apparently it was... It's three quarters... Sorry, two-thirds of universities are teaching sexual consent classes. What they're trying to do is give you a serious message, but not, well, they're, yeah, not they're offend anyone. Yeah, they're trying to make anyone. it simple and whatever yeah. and, and dumb it down, but it shouldn't be, you know, you're old enough... If you're old enough to be having sex and they give out, like, they give out condoms all the time and oh, stuff really? and you can go and get them for free. They gave out um, Radio York, Uni of York Radio condoms. Oh, is that your campus station? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. URY or something. Are you going to be on the campus? Don't radio? think so. I've not signed up or anything. Oh, you but should never sign say up. never. No, you um, should definitely sign up. But anyway, they, but they do. And so if, you're, if they're saying you're old enough to be having sex, then they shouldn't talk about yeah. it like it's this really taboo thing that needs to be mm, dotted about. Like, yeah. especially, like, I get the point of the video, but I think it's more, it should be more for 15, 16-year-olds, not for 18, 19-year-olds, personally. Do you want me to tell you what I made today? Oh, tell me what you made today. Well, I had, so I had a cheese toast. I missed breakfast. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We'll begin. Let's get the important stuff out of the way. So that's sex done. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about your cheese toasty now. We'll begin with. I missed breakfast. I got bre- I get breakfast in my caterness, but I had some work to do in the morning, and I thought it's going to take too long to go and come back. So I thought I sacked it off. Didn't get breakfast. Went to my lecture. Went to my first seminar. Of the, I went to my library workshop at first. Mm. Boring. Went to my seminar. Came back to the flat. I had an hour, so I was like, right, I'm going to make something. Everything takes way too long to cook in the kitchen because you don't know where anything is and everything's dotted about. And I also, all I had was cheese and butter. And um, all I had in my fridge was the meal prep I'd made last week, last Friday, which how long can you keep stuff in a Tupperware box? Oh, for ages in the fridge. Really? Oh, oh okay. yeah, as long as it's not gone green or it's not smoked. What is it? What was it you made? I made, oh, I was, I'm doing quite well. I've done two meal preps and done it properly. It's I looked up a uh, recipe on the BBC Good Food student recipes. It told me, though, it was going to take prep time 10 minutes, cook time 10 minutes. I genuinely must have been in the kitchen for about two and a half hours. (laughs) Like, I just... I was chopping for what felt like days. Okay, so I made... It was called... It was called some fancy name, but you don't need to know that. It was onions, garlic, carrot, cabbage and rice that you put all together and then when you have it you serve it with like a fried egg so it's kind of like egg fried rice but different mm. it's, it's like a proper recipe with a bit of soy sauce and then you get some chili sauce to put on the top um, and that was so that was one of the things that they said was it's 
from some country. I don't know mm. ever. Um, so all I, yeah, all I had in my fridge was half a cabbage, which is never going to get eaten. No. Uh, my meal prepped rice, cheese and butter and hummus. That right. it done. Right. Um, so we have a communal area to use up the foods, you know, if you're not going to finish something. So it's mainly bread. So I saw someone had bread and thought, I'll make myself a cheese toasty. Only had an hour, which is not long <laughs> enough. To... sufficient to make a cheese yeah, toasty. Yeah, at home I could hour. do it in about 10 minutes. Mm. But here it just, t- everything takes so long. I don't have a fish slice or like a spatula thing. Um, so I had to, I, and all I have is a wok as well. Mm. So I had to make my cheese toasty in my wok for starters, which is not ideal. Um, I had to wait for ages, and I, the only way I could like compress my toasty in order to be able to flip it was to get my other saucepan, my one that I used to cook like pasta in, and press it on top. So I'm pressing my yeah, pan into my wok, and it was embarrassing. Yeah. There's some people in the flat who can actually like properly cook and stuff, and mm-hmm. have got the right utensils. And I was stood there with my pan and two spoons to flip it because I've got no spatulas. Mm. Turned out all right, though, did it? Yeah, it was really good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Quite innovative. Can I quote, I didn't have a fish slice, hashtag first world problem? No, that's not even, that's not a first world problem. What? To never fish slice? No, because a fish slice is like a pound. Like, I just don't have one. It's not like Mm. a, if you were like, I didn't have an avocado, Mm. that would be hashtag first world problems. Just as I was making it, I was stood there with butter on the bottom of my pan. And I thought, wouldn't my mum and dad be proud of me that I'm doing adult life so well? You've been out to quite a few places. I noticed a picture of you on Instagram in a 1970s outfit. Yeah, did a 70s night. Mm. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Ruth <laughs> underscore Kellner. Uh, no, I, yeah, I went on a 70s night. Did a, I had a little, like a flowery top and flared mm. jeans and stuff on. Yeah. It's quite back in those 70s fashion because mm. everyone's wearing flared and stuff. It was very fun. We went to a bar called Flares where there's um, a claw candy grab machine that kind of like we put two pounds in but then it must have broken or something because we literally got like infinite goes so i've got loads of drumsticks in the bottom of my bag oh really <laughs> yeah which is nice you result, know, isn't it? yeah um there's yeah. a lot of this sort of infantilizing teenagers now in you know the nights out because there are places you can go to that have ball pools you know like yeah that, yeah, yeah yeah that's more of a london thing these ball pools it's yeah, not quite spread up here but there's restaurants where you can go they're mm. hipster restaurants but you can go in a ball pool yeah i mean there's nothing i guess but if you were going to take the same a, sort of thing isn't yeah it? same sort of idea if you were going to take a really sort of maybe pretentious view of it or yeah making it a bit more deep than it probably is you could say it's that thing of um we're living in a increasingly like uncertain world where you're not allowed to be a child for as long because of like social media and the internet and pressures and whatever and so people kind of return to it Mm, later in life i don't know well i'm glad you've raised very fun yeah oh you enjoyed it and you've got lots of drumsticks out of it (laughs) i've not been eating as nearly as many sweets no don't have them in yeah yeah all I've got is about half a pack of digestives left. I have to say, you you do look very healthy. Do you, you think so? Yeah. I, I don't know. The copious amounts of alcohol is probably not helping. Well, it's maybe... We're, it's, it, it's so funny, though. We're all... We go to these lectures and seminars and we're all like, oh, gosh, I really feel quite sick. I'm tired or whatever. Blame on absolutely everything. You know, it's, oh, it's being away from home. Oh, I'm not eating right. Oh, I think there's damp in the building. It's always so cold. And <laughs> um, we have to, you know, get, get up really early. The last thing any of us blames it on is 
going out every night and staying out till 4am and drinking mm. shots of tequila like <laughs> yes damping the building we'll get every time yeah yeah damping the building it's either early morning <laughs> yeah tremors I've had that myself now you've raised the sort of psychological aspect of people wanting to get back to childhood and all mm. that this is uh, another there's loads of these reports out at the moment this is one from the Department of Health and the Department for Education about the psychological health of teenagers which it won't surprise you is declining you know, psycholo- there are more psychological problems for teenagers uh, seeing friends face to face and getting a good night's sleep are the best ways for teenage girls to ward off psychological ill health according to this government report it's the first state of the nation report on children's mental health it found that these two actions seeing friends face to face and getting a good night's sleep, uh, were far more important than staying off social media, which had mm. only a small effect on teens. So it's not because of but social media. I think that media, they, they kind of go hand enough. in hand, though, really, don't they? Do you think so? Like, most people don't get enough sleep because they stay on the phones really late in bed. You're not spending time with your friends because you're, like, online. Like, or when, even when you do, you're not as present mm. in it. Well, teenage girls, it said, were particularly at risk of poor mental well-being. The report said, noting that the most recent NHS mental health survey found that almost a quarter of 17 to 19-year-olds, 17 to 19-year-old females, had an emotional disorder. So that's 25%, it says. It's uh, a really high percentage. It is, isn't it? Compared is is that eating disorders in that as well? Well, yeah. Because they do count as a mental health issue, don't they? Yeah. It's so I was going to say those are really high in 17 to 19-year-old girls. Compared with 7.9% of males, so a lot smaller proportion of males. Is that partially because... And yet the suicide figures for males, you know, when they get... That's what I mean, I was about to say, is that because the girls are just speaking about it more? I think it probably could be. Like, because I don't think men suffer from... Apart from the stuff with eating disorders, which I do think affects women more than men, not that it doesn't affect men, Mm. really does just slightly more just because i think there still is a lot more pressure on women to look a certain way be a certain size but with uh, sort of all the other mental health issues i don't think they affect women more than men i think women just talk about them more do they give you sort of guidance at university do they they try you know you talk you were joking about and i know you're not going out till 4am every night you know i know the odd one maybe even then uh, i would say two or three a week at the moment (laughs) but that's only because like on freshers week it's like Mm. five or six nights of the week or whatever Mm. but now it is getting a bit more normal i would say yeah. two nights because you do have a, you know we've already said you've got that you know a lot of contact hours you've got mm. a lot of work, work to do i'm quite lucky because i think i have a tendency where i would be like oh i'll go out every night you know never wanting to say no to you know yeah, you just this pressure to be like cool as well yeah like work. the cool girl or whatever that image but i think i'm quite lucky that my flat kind of a they're not tame or anything but they will be like well we need we all need a night off tonight which is nice because it grounds you a lot more. So I do think it... I don't think there's a way that the university could say anything. Like, I don't think it would help. But there are lots of, like, different, like, support groups and stuff. There's, like, well-being stuff with tutors. But do they check up on you all the time? Because... No, I, no I'm, one checks up on you. Never. No? You have one meeting with your academic supervisor. But then there are things... What, there's one like meeting, a, what, every week or every, every month? Every term, I think. Every term? Yes, every... It's so, every two months, so, yeah. Every two months. So you, have you had that meeting yet? Or? Yeah, I had an initial one. But it's, they, they say to you that that's not about pastoral care, that's about yeah, academic you, about supervision. Academic you know, if they notice that you're missing loads of seminars or loads of lectures or something, then they will say something to you, you know, 
are you okay or whatever and then you can speak to a tutor but it's you who has to do the reaching out there's not like a regular catch-up every week no. or anything where you would so just I say there would it be because there, there was no. that, uh, then there's um there's a thing called open door which is you can just walk in there whenever you want but again it's like you have to admit to yourself that there's a problem is everybody still taking the mickey out of your accents all the time <laughs> Literally all the time. I can't even say... I was saying law the other day, and I didn't even realise I said that weird. Law? Law. As in the law? The law. Well, that's all right. How else are you going to say it? I don't know. Law? The, the law. The law. 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 Like that, so, I think. How do you say it? Law. Law. Yeah, I think it's because it's, cause someone was saying oh, it's at the back of your throat, the ear. See, throat. It's, it's mainly the... Throat, you pronounce. Throat. Yeah. yeah. It's er sounds. That's what I get taking the piss out of the most. There's two jurs in my flat as well. I've not. I don't think I've said jur for about three days without everyone going jur like that. How do you say jur? Joe. Yeah. See, Joe. So, uh, but don't lose it. Don't lose your accent. I mean, as, as we know, Mel B has done very well at yeah. the accent, and Keith Lemon. Keith Lemon. I really got like would four new TV shows. <laughs> I really would hate to lose it. I'd be quite sad. Yeah, what a bit of shame. But there are a lot of, uh, as we're going to, we'll go through the emails in a sec, and as a lot of them said, there's um, a lot of Southerners you're mixing with now. Mm. Uh, not changing your accent, thank goodness. But I, get, I think if I get drunk as well, I get more northern. Do you? Yeah. Uh, well, that'll be the, if you want those, if you want to get those Keith Lemon shows. Mm. Stay, stay drunk. Stay drunk. It's going to work. Uh, thank you to Dean Heaviside. I've got so many emails this week. Whenever we say we've only had a couple of emails, we get yeah. a flood of them. I can't read them all out, but thank you to anybody who did uh, email us. And Dean Heaviside, he's, uh, I can't read the whole email, it's quite a long one, but he says you could keep this going for years to come. Oh, he said. I read this you one. You could it's go funny. through relationships, the dystopian world post Brexit, <laughs> marriage, babies. Hey, the dystopian post world, the dystopian post Brexit world will only get us to blooming Christmas. Yes, well, uh, but after that, he said, right the way through house buying, right the way through to the. That would be a good bit, wouldn't it? This Dean Heaviside used to work in property, you see, mm. and he said he enjoyed the bit last week. You know, you, you criticised me when I had a go at solicitors and yeah. uh, uh, and estate agents. Well, he's he agrees with me. His interesting comments about solicitors and estate agents. As someone that's been involved in property all of my working life, I probably have to concur with Martin's sentiments, which basically were, I don't know how estate agents can walk around the street without having rotten through fruit thrown at them. But he also so says, as I say, you'd like to hear the podcast go all the way through beyond university, right the way through to the care home. Dave T says, uh, hi, Martin and Ruth, long-time listener of the podcast, and this week's episode really brought back memories of my own daughter's early days at university. First few weeks were tough, but she eventually settled in and loved it. Were you? Yeah. Yeah, you settled That's what- in. Yeah, but like, and I also and think like... you glad you went now, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, very, yeah. we did um, talk yeah, yeah, that yeah. week. It was touch and go. Touch and go, yeah. You you told us, no, I don't want to go to university. And then um, I thought about it, and like, yeah. But, and it was touch and go, yeah, but... And I am glad I went, but it's still like... I also think that settling in, you kind of imagine it as like, it'll be two really hard weeks, and then all of a sudden you'll be settled. But I really don't think it is. I think it's one incredibly hard week, and then you feel kind of settled for a while, and sometimes you'll feel completely at home, and then you'll have like a really low sort of couple of hours. But that's, not that's still, anyway, yeah, I do, I do. And I think you put so much, 
I really imagined that settling in, it would be like click of a switch, then I'm settled. But I think it's much more like I'll be really happy sometimes and then I'll have three hours or whatever when I'm in my room or whatever and yeah. just be like kind of sad or don't want to be in a group give me, like give us a call sad. give us a call at home yeah right? and then but I also find it this is different for everyone I would assume but I don't like ringing home that much no. it I think you're, you're right in, not to. You're I think in you've kind got the of. Right to. I have some people, I think it's some people. I think it would be absolutely detrimental to them if they didn't ring home as like um, if they rang home the rate that I do. I kind of ring every Couple other day, three, every three, three days, days ish. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you're in kind of you do go into this kind of university bubble, which I do think is dangerous, and I think that's probably why so many people lose contact with so many friends from home and regret it and stuff. I really have tried to like keep in touch with all my friends and arrange times to meet and oh, stuff. Oh, you're keeping in touch with your friends? It's just me and your mum? No, because it's different, though. Like, it yeah. doesn't take you out of a bubble in the way that when you speak to your family, that's when I start to miss them. You know, that ask a question or, or whatever, and it's just... I don't like to do it that much because I find that it makes me more upset than I would have been. And then if I'm upset every time I'm on the phone call, you think I'm upset all the time. Mm. But it's not that, it's just... Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I, understand. I, but I, I think I've had this discussion with your mum yeah. because, you know, have you heard from her? No, not everyone. Has she finished? She's not phoned me. She's not answering text and all that mm. sort of thing. And I always say, well, that's good. That's I'm good also busy not. as well, like yeah. just on a kind of sort of log- like practical level. Yeah. Finding 70s yeah. gear to dress up in doesn't, <laughs> doesn't do itself, does it? You've got to go out and Yeah, do I that. broke my, like, I'm not shopping at Primark ever or got my 70s top from Primark. The best part for us parents was going up to Sheffield uh, to visit and being taken out to all the student bars, uh, <laughs> getting a pint for less than two quid and reliving our youth. I suspect the pint for less than two quid is more or less uh, I don't know, it's still now. pretty... Ch- the, in the actual oh, the student bar, bars, there's, yeah. The, yeah, it's £3.50 for a double. Oh, wow, that's I don't know bad. how much is for the other things. No, well, that um, sounds good. Yeah, it's pretty good. You can do... I've never done it because I'm not like a a lad I think it's a lad's thing but you can do the six uni bars on campus west and so people do six in 60 so you do a pint every 10 minutes oh my god yeah and you I go to each that. of the different bars yeah. or um the other drinking game that I don't think I've seen anyone play this because it might be like a rugby initiation thing I don't know <laughs> but you play a game called centurion which is a shot of beer every minute for 100 minutes and so apparently they're doing like tilting you your head a shot of beer just like a small... a, a, a shot a shot size but yeah. of beer so beer. not of not spirits, not, not spirits. No. but apparently the tilting your head back motion just makes you throw up apparently it's absolutely like you think it wouldn't be that hard 100 shots of beer it's barely anything but apparently it's unbelievably difficult right that's a game for you to play at home. <laughs> um, it's in any all the student bars, etc. Advice to Ruth that says Dave T is join at least one society, probably not the fetish society, <laughs> uh, and you'll love it. Keep on playing. Thank you very much indeed, Dave T. But you have joined. So you're playing netball. Tell me about the boxing. I've got yeah. Well, I oh my gosh, all with the three of us. Oh no, four of us girls from the flat went, and we've literally none of us have stopped speaking about it. <laughs> They're all all the boys like oh, back on boxing again. Like when we talk about it. It was so you go every Saturday morning. Saturday morning, nine to eleven. I've only been once. I say I go every Saturday morning, but, but going to go I'm going Saturday. to go again this Saturday. It's so difficult. Like we got there twenty minutes late because we uh, got the wrong room, so we had to walk back from campus. That people were already absolutely dying. I was like, oh my god! And literally ten minutes in, so you do like probably about two minutes or three minutes of a combination that they'll teach you. You do fitness at the start, like just running and stuff. 
and then you'll do two or three minutes of a combination that they'll teach you. There's a combination punches. Yeah, so I'm it'll be like. Bag. No, no, no. Um, someone has pads and you have right. things. Later on, I think a lot of the boys who had done it a lot and a couple of girls, they were doing like sparring with each other, but with both of them had gloves on. But uh, we just did with pads. I don't want to hit people. Like, not interested in that. So they'll teach you the combination and then you'll do it for like two or three minutes. And then it's like interval training. So then, but instead of a break, you'll do like squat jumps or a plank for 40 seconds and then straight back into another combination. And it was so so difficult i was like sweating so much after it it was like so are you wanting to be are you wanting to be a lady boxer yeah pro boxer me yeah (laughs) no i'm not wanting to be a boxer but so you're not uh, gonna take it you're not gonna be hitting people oh you do some sparring will you no no no. i'll only hit people's pads i don't want to do you've got to buy a gum shield if you want to spar with people as well oh have you don't want to do that but i don't i find it a bit violent what the other societies doing netball Netball, um, and then the drama and drama and that's it that's all i've joined but i'm still deciding whether to do like the newspaper or something but it takes up a lot of time like should definitely try and do the campus radio if you can because you've had a bit of a start and a bit of a tradition in the family of uh, radio but i also don't want to you know go in and then because when i I went over to the store to be billy big boots yeah but i also i'm already doing a hip pocket (laughs) Anyway, Forrest Flump got in touch with us. Not his real name. It's one of that radio thing where people change their names. He says, I'd like to wish Ruth the very best for, for, for a time in university. Thank you for that. I'd like to direct Dad towards a genre of music to cover that you may not yet have done. Bossa Nova. I love Bossa Nova, so I might do that one week. Uh, you could start with Georges Ben and the other... And this, uh, with the Bossa Nova, if I play a little bit... There'll be a little bit of Spanish in it, possibly. So if there you we go. Help, help your language, so we may, may do that. And he's listening in from Indonesia. Yeah, so far. I think that's maybe the furthest. Oh no, we've had people in New Zealand, haven't we? Yes, we have. But he's in Indonesia. It's pretty far. Obviously, I'm very big in the Far East because <laughs> I'm on that. Uh, Oh, yeah, of course. Ridiculous yeah, time yeah. in the morning here. And he says, he's called Michael. He says, I wish you both well and look forward to playing your podcast to my son in months and years to come to ensure he develops a good, solid British accent. <laughs> yeah. So, he'll get a good... Get a good Leeds accent. He certainly will. So, thank you for that, Michael. Thank you to Malcolm Tetley, who's a, a retired, grumpy old Yorkshireman living in Bradford. So obviously, Lovely, a bit closer to him. And uh, Hugh Bessant, who's been in touch with us quite a few times. Uh, he says, um, what are you making of the soft southerners you're now mixing with? <laughs> uh, Guildford, he says, is the rough end of Surrey. Well, oh, not there, really, there isn't a rough end of Surrey, really. Uh, <laughs> relatively, Rye, relatively. Relatively, yeah. He says Rygate is where the proper people uh, are. Uh, John Cairns. The, so, the southerners, the soft southerners. They're fine. They're lovely people. Good. Um, there's a lot of people from, like, Kind of Midlandsy area, you know, like like Leicestershire, Derbyshire, those kind of places. Mm. But not, you know, not true South South. I don't know. No, and Andrew Mangian uh, got in touch with us and said, "Very pleased there are a lot of Southerners in Ruth's flat. It might reduce some of the anti-South sentiment on the show." <laughs> we, you, you're not really anti-South. No, they clearly they clearly agree. They've moved north. Correct. I am uh, anti-South. No, I'm not anti-South. I'm anti. London centric. John Cairns is in touch. He says uh, he likes the podcast. He picked it up from uh, Talk Sport in season one, and he's with us right into season three. Brilliant. Uh, and he lives in Kiev in Ukraine. Kiev. Uh, yeah. Well, Kiev, K Y I V, but I think it's. I How think, do you say it? Well, I, How's he written it? Well, we say it Kiev, don't we? But, I but he's think written I'm it a, Kiev. K Y I V. We might find out that's either the local spelling 
or it could possibly be <laughs> the typo. A, a, a typo. I'm yeah. sure it's not. I'm sure it's the local spelling. Anyway, he lives there anyway, Kiev, Ukraine, with his wife and youngest daughter. And he says he loves the podcast so much because his eldest is about the same age as Ruth and it all uh, resonates. Uh, my youngest, Emily, is in her last year at the International School, PSI, and will be heading off to university next year. I mean, the amazing thing about Ukraine is that uh, it's now become the really hot tourist place. Um, people go on these tours around Chernobyl. Mm. We watched Chernobyl on the TV. Fantastic yeah, series. Yeah, it was brilliant. Would you have ever thought from watching that that... Yeah, then um, you're like, oh, I fancy that, actually. Well, that's because everything is about experiences now, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's... I still don't... I'm not sure how I feel about tourism around Chernobyl. No. It doesn't quite... It doesn't, does it? But so in a way, right. it's it's the same as tourism around the, the concentration yeah. camps, and people have been doing that for years. And now, I still am not sure about it. I don't think you learn anything more from going there. I think it's really important for survivors and families of survivors, or families of people yeah. who died there. I think that's really important. But and that's the same for Chernobyl as it is. Yeah, for obviously. The concentration camps. But I'm not sure how much more you learn from going I, I can't speak for Chernobyl I've never been but went to Auschwitz with school I, we definitely went too young we were like 12 years old yeah. just too young it's like a picnic in it yeah but know. I'm just not sure whether I don't think you learn anything more or feel anything more and if you need to go to the place to understand that it's an atrocity I don't get that yeah. really no I agree with you and then they, and they have a cafe there and, oh it's just weird well have I, have I told you that? I know I've told you off air I just wonder if I've ever told you on the podcast my story about the cheese pasty I got oh this is cafe. not a good story at Auschwitz did I tell you about this yeah but it was just the worst thing I've ever I mean it really was on every level it was you know and I very rarely complain about foods and, y- you're uh, com- yeah but dad you very rarely complain about foods, but you're complaining about food in hell on earth. Yes, I know. That's Do you know what I, I mean? Didn't, I didn't complain. I just, all I did was I got this and I was quite amused that it was so bad. And I did say to Janet, your mother, do you think it would be in terribly bad taste if I were to complain about the quality of the food in the cafe at Auschwitz? Said, yeah, probably. <laughs> Don't tweet it. So I didn't. Um, and now you've just said it on there. I've just said it on the podcast, but, but but you know, just to reflect the fact that the whole idea. But I, I think telling that story actually does point up the fact of how ridiculous it is that Auschwitz is a tourist attraction mm. and that Chernobyl is a tourist attraction. But I think tourism now is a lot of it is people go to places like Chernobyl. It's so you can put a picture on Instagram and tell your friends that you've been there. Have you ever searched the tag for like Auschwitz? No. So you know on Instagram you can search for like a keyword or something like in tags. So you can look for like Auschwitz and there's like 5,000 plus posts. So obviously some of these won't be bad or whatever. But then there's ones like this of this girl who's taken like an edgy shot of her looking into the distance at Auschwitz. Don't take pictures there. There's, you know, there's plenty of documentary photos that you can look at. I was at a hotel in uh, in Munich once, and uh, Munich is very uh, close to Dachau, which was the first concentration camp. And there was a, an American tour party in mm. this hotel, and they they had their schedule. It was on a notice board in the hotel you know their tour guide had put this up mm. and uh, it said you know for this gang of americans and it said uh, don't forget we're going to dachau tomorrow don't forget your cameras 
exclamation mark, and oh. I thought that exclamation mark is in the worst taste of any exclamation mark. That's the mark worst taste, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It's the worst taste uh, punctuation ever. Uh, ever. Should we have some music? Yes, let's have some music. We'll have a, a very short break and then play some music. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Start with mine this week, yeah? All right, yeah. Here we go. Measured out in miles. What makes you think you're something? Do you recognise them? I think that was the Beatles, wasn't it? It was the Beatles. I thought it might catch you out. Because it's. The only reason I play that is because there is a tendency amongst people of your generation to think of the Beatles as, oh, they did some jolly little pop songs, you know, well, then Rigby, all that sort of thing. And not as a very credible rock band, which they were. And obviously, paying 20 seconds of that doesn't... That was Hey Bulldog, by the way, from Magical Mystery Tour 1969. Um, Have you heard that before? Mm, I I probably have, but I don't remember it. I've probably heard it once. But it was just really to point out the fact that uh, the Beatles did make... Especially the White Album. I'm glad you pointed out that the Beatles were a good band, because it is a niche opinion, and it's It's good that you've had... The bravery to say it. There are, well, my bravery is in saying, uh, and I, I did this on uh, talk radio when somebody said, you want So this is recycled material? No, I didn't play Hey Bulldog. But on talk radio, somebody are you one of those people who say the Beatles are overrated? And I said, no, I'm one of those people who say the Beatles are underrated. However great you think the Beatles are, they were actually greater than that. People um, like to not like the Beatles, though. You know, yeah, it's one of those things. But it is popular. I bet there are people... You know, that you've come across at university. I don't know whether... Not, you know, we've not... To be honest, we've not discussed the Beatles yet. 
Really? Yeah, I know. It's been three weeks, Adam. We've not had one conversation about the Beatles. I can't believe it. I didn't Mm. realise you could go through life without, you know, referring to the Beatles at least once a week. Well, there you go. Anyway, do you want me to tell you, that was called Hey Bulldog. And the uh, magazine Time Out, which is sort of London listings magazine, uh, placed that song, Hey Bulldog, at number 27 on their list of the best Beatles songs. So that's not bad, is it? that's pretty high, yeah. And it's uh, the the genre of that is psychedelic rock. You know, when you see it on uh, Wikipedia or somewhere, it's uh, categorised as psychedelic rock. Uh, And people, if you said, name the top, five psychedelic rock bands people say Grateful Dead and the various other bands that people know about but people wouldn't say the Beatles they wouldn't uh, but so I just wanted to point out as well as me a great pop band they are a great psychedelic rock band all right it? and should we have my song let's have do you want to just play it and then I'll explain afterwards it's a song called Take Me As I Am Shots of the right, that's future me, I'm glad I'm not that guy With your hand above the fold, you're a scandal in the press There's powers in your flowers, you're a damsel in distress Take me as I am, hey, or watch me as I go She said, take me as I am, or watch me as I go Melodies of love, all selling the dream, everyone uh, Yes, was that a little band called The Streets? Um, actually, Dad, it was Chris Lorenzo featuring the streets right but very um, much like because i've never played any of the street stuff because i feel like everyone already knows it you mm. already know it, and i know yeah. you know i just thought it'd be boring very good i like the streets but they are brilliant and i really like them so i thought i'd play this chris lorenzo song this is a, from his new album which came out on october the 11th of this month uh, so really new and he chris lorenzo is a birmingham kind of house and bass sort of um rave dj kind of thing but he's really big in the midlands and um, i don't i'm not really massively into that music i probably wouldn't have listened to this if it didn't have the streets on that's how i kind of saw it but it is very good of that type of music um you know people like annie mack of like being yes, like chris lorenzo radio. is great oh, yeah. and stuff yeah but she's a you know dj as well uh, so yeah that's the song called tame as am and obviously the streets everyone knows where they're from Yeah, they're from the streets. (laughs) Um, Have you ever heard of a thing called Craigslist, like, personal adverts, or, like, Craigslist, like, Lonely Hearts? Do you remember Uh, the thing? Craigslist, very famous in America. Yeah, Craigslist, I mean, a lot of people used it for furniture, you know, like Gumtree or whatever. Yes. there was, I'm sure there's rom-coms and books based on Craigslist, yes, the personal there, there ads. Are, yeah. So it's a very big thing in America. It yeah, was a very big was thing. Very, it's been taken down now. It's yeah. gone, the personal ads. Well, I think there but, was a murder, I think. Uh, oh, was there? Yeah, I think so. York University has an equivalent. It's called Your Crush. Your Crush. And um, I love it with all my heart. I think it's brilliant. It's people sending, you either send in completely anonymous, just like, um, saw you on the 66 bus right. and thought you were beautiful or whatever or like um girl in my linguistics lecture i don't know wh- whatever mm. boy in my history seminar please go out with me or something like but um it has been taken down dad oh no about i can't remember it was either yesterday or the day before or something i went to you know go and check it because as i always do Mm. someone in my our flat got on your crush so we've got this big board in our kitchen that's got you know things like um throw up or uh, like kiss someone in a club uh, get kicked out of a club go to hospital uh, get on your crush and then there's like a tally chart and you keep track it's like points or whatever Mm. and so we added get on your crush because this boy in our flat got on it and then a couple of days ago, yeah, because someone complained because it uses the F word a lot. How uh, crap is that? So your crush has been taken down, but hopefully it's going to get put back up. 
because it's like genuinely broke my heart when I saw it had been taken down but luckily I screenshot four of my favorites um cable knit jumper in v-bar that's the um bar that's attached to one of the colleges in v-bar tonight you are cute cute af from an unexpected person right under your nose some of them are quite cute um, oh, I love them. i'm in love with our maintenance man and i'm running out of things to break <laughs> Uh, it's someone's initials and then it says you said you'd never get a yard crush but you deserve one and then this one's good as well so it's like um, a, a pun york rush and york, york, york crush, crush. Yeah. yeah there's one for durham which is called tinder but d-u-r, D-U-R. Oh, i think most unis have one but i just clearly didn't know no. um, and then this one hottest girl in tftv which is the film and television course and um, maybe this year is our year I thought that was really cute, isn't it? Aren't they brilliant? They are brilliant. Why has it been taken that? Just because people I think complain some, about the someone complained about the language or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or it's probably a bit sort of uh, to do with sexual. There, there are some that. that are like really rude, but I think it's okay, and I want it to be okay. Of course, it's okay. And uh, I just they really, I want it to go back up. <laughs> they have a similar <laughs> like to look it before I go to bed. in the metro newspaper. I know you've seen the metro. Oh yeah. Which is a newspaper you pick up on the train or on the bus. And they have a feature in there, but they're sort of slightly less literate than the ones that you, you know. I was eating a pasty from Greg's, sitting <laughs> opposite you on the twenty-seven bus. Um, I picked out some of the tamer ones, though, the, and the ones that I kind of liked and I thought were sweet. But some of them are either like incredibly soppy, like too far soppy, mm. if you know what I mean. They're you know it's love at first sight or whatever. Those ones are quite sweet because they're quite realistic. Mm. And then some of them are just like you're fit, but you've not like, been- a bit boring not been featured yourself oh no dad the other thing that people do is like people there's like a york york like meme stuff and whatever and a lot of the things that it'll be like pictures of people like really focused like looking for for your initials on your crush because you can type like your crush and then your initials to see if anyone ever writes about you Ah, yeah that's brilliant i don't know whether i should have told you maybe it's something that you have to be like stay in the uni but Mm, i do love it secrets of york university (laughs) And do you have a meme of the week, Ruth? Um, I think I do. I'll um, just go to my saved purse and see. I've not saved anything. Do you want to know what my... Because I saved them in my Instagram saved stuff. But my last my last saved one is the one we used last week. And then the other thing I've saved is revealed the 20 firms behind more than a third of all carbon emissions, which is not funny. Not funny at all. What, uh, what thing... So we can well, take this... Instead of a meme, Dad, I'm going to take this opportunity to um, tell you about the... 20 firms behind more than a third of all carbon emissions. Well, let me tell you what Andrew Mandigan says about uh, uh, Extinction Rebellion. A few emails I've not done yet, but he says, in that vein, uh, this is this is a real sort of thing that a slightly older person would say about Extinction Rebellion, uh, I'd have more respect for Extinction Rebellion if, when protesting at Canary Wharf and City Airport, they didn't stop for lunch at Carluccio's, placards resting against their knees beside their Kate Spade handbags. Yeah, but they're doing something. I just, I can't get on board with that sentiment. Yeah, it's terrible. I just, I understand why you would do it. I just don't know. I can't, can never get it all together. Let me just, as I've got the emails in my hand here, otherwise I'll forget them for next week. Donna McManus says, you don't need to worry about the, uh, tell us about the carbon next week. Keep that, keep that, hold the thought there. And come up with a meme next week as well. We'd like to finish with something amusing. Um, or if some more York Rush, if you can't find a meme. They've, it's gone, Dad. Oh, but they'll put it I can do, I hope they do. You can, there's something called York Fashions, which is York Confessions. 
Oh, but some of those are pretty gross as oh, well, like, actually. Yeah. Some of them are like, I weed in the sink in our kitchen. Yeah, and don't need that, really. I hope Ruth is enjoying university, says Donna McManus. Donna says, I went to Leeds University a long time ago, and I can say it was probably the best three years of my life. Oh. She loved hearing people say Joe. And so she says, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a born and bred uh, Londoner, but absolutely loved living up north. I still count my university friends as my uh, some of my best friends of all time. I came back to London eventually, but I still love the northern sense of humour, and I visit as often as I can. Uh, I'm nowhere near Ruth's age, uh, but I find myself agreeing with her on most things. Uh, One of my favourite books is The Handmaid's Tale, and also 1984. I also agree that Friends is the funniest thing ever. (laughs) Brackets, my husband hates it. Well, obviously he does, he's a man. I love Harry Potter books. Plenty of men love... They don't love it. They might tolerate it, I think. I disagree. Um, No, I don't think... A lot of men don't love Friends, and I I don't think everybody loves Raymond. A lot of men love Friends. Mm. Does anybody love Raymond? No! Right, we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. With hopefully a meme and maybe some yeah. more York Rush. Uh, and your boxing. Hopefully. And your boxing. <laughs> yeah, boxing updates, yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 